obviously you made a right turn because here's the wrong kind of podcast. Thank you, Bull. Yes, I'm in my pajama pants. That's not normal, Logan. I don't normally walk that. around and it's fucking cold, yeah, dude. I think that's the first time I've seen you in pajama pants. <laughs> I was wearing, uh, I was drinking coffee and uh, wearing pajama pants because I'm cold. And then Logan, hello, Logan. What's Logan up, y'all? Studio, brings uh, beer. Yeah, thank you. Of course. So this is Logan over here. You can share your last name if you'd like. You don't have to if you don't want to. Yes. To you. So I am Logan Kickert. Uh, Justin Martin, he invited me onto his podcast as a guest. That's me. And, mm-hmm. uh, I am here tonight. That's Yancey over there. Ahoy. So weird meeting of Logan for Yancey and I. So his mother was in here for something. We're not going to say who or what she is because we don't need him to be stalked and throwing rocks at. <laughs> but... Uh, we were fishing for the world's smallest crappie under a uh, bridge <laughs> we were. on State Lake, Montgomery County State Lake. I I really loathe State Lake because there's no crappie bigger than two and a half inches up there. <laughs> no. We've caught every single fucking one of them. I we guarantee have. it. A couple times. Yeah. And uh, we even took cheese one time. Yep, and we cheese did. cheese was like, do you ever catch anything bigger than this? Apparently not, man. But there are plenty of them. But... Uh, and there's this person who was uh, showing off his uh, richness and uh, had a canoe in the water. And he floats right into where I'm fishing, you know, because that's the thing to do. And it's uh, <laughs> Logan over here. And uh, he says, uh, hey, are you on a podcast or something? I'm like, uh, it depends on if you like the podcast. He recognized our voices. And here we are. So I invited you in here because I want to hear what a guy from Florida thinks of... Southeast Kansas, because you're all over the damn place. You're fishing, you're chasing storms, you're... You know, Southeast Kansas, some people say it's boring, but, Ah. you know, there's definitely a lot to do out here, especially nature-wise, you know, going to the state parks, going fishing, going to the river, and, um, you know, that's something that I like to do, something I enjoy doing, and coming from Florida, we had a lot of the same stuff, too, out there. You can go to the beach, you can go fishing, um... You can go to the river, you can go kayaking, canoeing, anything like that. And, uh, yeah, the storms out here are definitely different, Yeah, you know, than compared to Florida. We have hurricanes down there, and here, I guess, tornadoes are a thing. Well, they used to <laughs> be. Definitely. They yeah. Used to be. Yeah. yeah. Tornado Alley's kind of shifting to the if, to the east and kind of chasing where you used to, yeah, to be, Yeah, actually. Alabama, Mississippi are yep. now, I guess, the new Tornado Alley. Yeah, if you believe in uh, climate change. I'm not saying I do or I don't, but there's definitely something different. It's February 20th, and earlier today I had on shorts, which I still do technically. I just got cold suddenly. But, uh, and Yancey can attest to this. We used to, April, May, you better keep your shit tucked in generally because Mm -hmm. you could be hiding. When's the last time you hid? Uh, It's been a couple years, maybe three years now. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I heard the sirens go off. Yeah. So where in Florida are you actually from? So, um, well, originally I grew up in northwest Indiana, but I lived in Florida for about five years, mm. and um, I lived in Tampa, which is on the west coast. So you're a Scientologist then? No, not a Scientologist, <laughs> although that is a big thing out there, apparently. Yeah, that's right there in the in the cove somewhere. Uh, what's the name of that town right there within the whole Tampa area? St. Saint P- Petersburg or something Clearwater? Like that. Or something Clearwater. Like that. Clearwater. That's yep. it. Yeah, they got a big... Uh, they pretty much run the show over there. Yeah, they got quite a few... Uh, there are Scientologist churches out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So. I got really big into that whole Leah Remini 
thing where she was going around basically poking the beast. Mm-hmm. Huh. So you landed in Kansas. Southeast Kansas, yep. Did I see you fishing in Oklahoma the other day? Yes, yeah, so I have a spot down near uh, just north of Lenapal, uh, just south of Southtown. It's like an old rock quarry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you can just pull up there on the side of the road there and cast a line in there, and there's some good uh, size bass in there, too. Around here, if you say rock crusher, that's where you're at. Rock crusher. Mm-hmm. Yep. Going to the rock crusher. Yep. Uh, our friend, uh, come on, help me out. Okay, Diver uh, and uh, Chase. Chasing Ch- with Chance. Chance. Chance, yeah. Chance James and OK Diver. Patrick, I'm not going to say his name right, so I'm not going to try OK Diver. Mm-hmm. They uh, pulled some cars out of there. I think I saw that on the news a that's, while back uh, ago. That's quite the place to dump off stuff if you need to dump stuff. Yeah, I saw it, what, they pulled out like four cars out of there, didn't Wasn't they? that yeah. one of like a 70 Chevelle? Yep, that it was. That thing was rough. Yeah, it was. Still it, ran 10s. <laughs> yeah, it had <laughs> been in there for a really long time, you could tell. An old Ford truck. That one car looked like it hadn't been in there very long. Yeah, they, they they pulled like a SUV or a minivan. Out yeah, of had Florida plates. But Pennsylvania <laughs> had one in there very long, huh? So where you where do you where do you enjoy fishing for the most around here? Definitely the crappie. By Crappies, far. yeah. Um, crappie and macaroni eating. and cheese, king king's food. Yeah. Um, although don't get me wrong, I do love the bass fishing too. But when it comes to eating, crappie by far. Yeah. Have you got any, any walleye yet? No, I've never caught walleye out here. So. Word on the street is, and I think this year Yancey and I might try. He's finding out right now. Uh, if you go north of Elk City Lake up into Elk River near the town of Elk City itself, there's a uh, some riffles up there by the bridge, I think. Mm-hmm. They say you can catch a walleye up in there. Yeah, and I guess, too, uh, Big Hill, I've supposedly, heard they have smallmouth in Big Hill, too. I have caught smallmouth in Big Hill. I thought it was a monster crappie when I was reeling it in because I was like, what is this? You know, it didn't seem very big, but yet it was getting it. And when I pulled it out of the water, I had never caught one before. And I asked my cousin, what is, what is this? What have I caught? And he said, it's a smallmouth. So it was a fighting son of a bitch. I caught that off of the uh, the boat ramp. Nice. So where do you fish at Elk City? Elk City Lake, I tend to go near the outlets where that mm-hmm. catwalk is. Um Oh, down on the rocks? Yes, yeah. Oh, down. you walk out there on that shit. Well, sometimes, depending on the time of the year. but um, And depending on the water level, too, that definitely plays a difference out there, too. Um, but, I mean, you can go around and cast a spoon yeah. out there, and you can catch, like... Are you parking over by the overlook and walking around the corner? Yeah. 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 I did that years ago, back when I was younger. Man. That's quite the walk. You can twist an ankle real fast over there. Oh yeah, and you got to watch out, you know, for the snakes too out there. They well, I ain't going there, I guess. We uh, we drove up through there last year and went on up the way a little bit to the north, remember? Timber Hill, um, up where those um, camping spots are. Yep, Timber Hill. Yep. So if you go to Timber Hill, so find Timber Hill campground. It's not hard to do, and uh, go out to the uh, dock. This was. 18 years ago, 15 years ago, I would cast as far out as I could on a slip barber. Barber? Slip barber. <laughs> and uh, hellish, good good crappie out there. Once again, they're not monsters like in Elk City Lake, but uh, there's plenty of them. They're bigger than those pieces of shit over at State Lake. <laughs> yeah, State Lake, you know, that's the place you want to go if you want to catch quantity, Man. not quality. <laughs> I just, yeah, that lake just sucks, man. It just sucks. Yeah. I just never had any good luck there. Well, I think, too, because of the uh, drought going on, it, State Lake's been a lot lower than what it used to be, too. 
I was told that the uh, Elk City Lake's back to normal again. Oh, really? Yeah, it's what uh, old Eric Walter, he's the uh, fish master of Elk City Lake. He would know. He said it's back to normal. I uh, So a couple of years ago, I had a neat experience. there. We The last time we had a really monster rain was two years ago, I guess. And uh, it flooded up into the bean fields there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that'd be west, west of Elk City Lake. And uh, we fished bean fields in like six inches of water, eight inches of water, foot of water, caught monster catfish. It was kind of weird. We waded out in ankle-deep water and then cast it out, and you could see them out there. What did uh, Eric calls it? He calls it... Uh, calls it like oh food trucks food truck of the lake or something like that all the damn worms will start coming up out of the ground Mm -hmm. and the catfish are just running through there fucking them up the bugs and everything else that's up in those weeds i saw a really nice blue cat get caught out of there too like a big one in eight inches of water it's crazy using a big old ball of worms it's good time you get your fishing license yet i I always have it always re-up it um i do know I don't. I haven't caught catfish out of Elk City Lake in a couple of years, but they had the limit on throwing blue cats back. It was it was like thirty five inches, I think. Yeah, this one was like thirty four inches, and I'm like, you really got to throw this big son of a bitch back? Yep. Yeah. So I'm sure some of those have gotten to length now, because I don't remember what year it was, but they they dumped a bunch of blue cats in there, and a lot of people were throwing a fit because they went there for flathead and for channel cat, and you dump a bunch of blue cats in there and they're they grow pretty exponentially i guess and uh they were afraid that there wasn't going to be enough food in there for to sustain all of those and that they were basically going to choke out the flatheads and in the channels and if you know anything about elk Elk city lake that's the world record flathead capital there and uh yeah you know zepco 33 some people uh what do you say and they uh, i thought it was a crappie rig it was a it was a crappie rig. What do you know about that story, Logan? Was it the state record? No, it it's, was the world the world record, record of a flathead caught on a fishing pole yeah. at the outlet up at Elk City Lake. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought somebody was telling me that story a while back. Seven hundred and forty-five there... pounds. Yes. <laughs> what was it? One hundred and twenty-six or something like that. Let me look her up. Yeah. Tell now, him a story. Now, so was there some controversy? Yeah, oh, yeah. so that, that that's what I was getting at when we were laughing about it. The controversy is that it was basically washed up almost on the rocks. Little kids were down there throwing rocks at it. It was almost belly up. Guy went and grabbed his fishing pole and snagged it, is brought that, it in. Is that the story yeah. or is that what you've heard? That's that's what I've well, that's why I've always heard. The Word guy said the he hooked it in the mouth and he caught it, you know, like he was supposed to catch yeah. it. It happened, what, 97? 98. 123-pound flathead. Uh, go ahead. I'm trying to find his name. So I guess for the longest time, this guy had it in his freezer, from what I hear, you know. Um, really? And then, you know, obviously, you can only keep something like that for so long in your freezer for it eventually mm-hmm. starts breaking down. But um, that's that's the story. That's the controversy is the guy caught it on a, on a crappie rig, 123-pound, you know, fish. And uh, controversy is people think that he he snagged it. So the fish was frozen until capture, uh, after capture, until it's presented to the Kansas Department of Wild Law. 2016, it was presented in 2016 after he caught it in 98 for further capture until it was presented. I'm fucking this whole thing up. Hold on. It was concluded that the fish was at least 22 years old, grew rapidly, 
was most likely male and had recently consumed a big mouth buffalo. Never even seen a big mouth buffalo. I've caught uh, a few uh, buffalo up there, like by the mouth of the river. It's kind of like when you start catching those and carp, you know there aren't any catfish around. Yep. Really? Yeah. That's what they say. Anyway, he's caught 98, 123 pounds, and it wasn't presented to the uh, Kansas Department of Wildlife until, shit, eight years later. So, apparently, the, the Kansas record... No. 18 years later. Yeah. Shit. So, the, the Kansas record crappie was apparently caught. And then it was overturned because it was found that the guy had stuffed lead weights in it. Apparently, he didn't learn anything from those guys yeah. in... Uh, the bass tournaments. Yeah, wherever the hell they were from. <laughs> that was the hell yeah. of a video. Yeah, it was. And those guys, um, I think they're still going through some litigation and whatnot. And another one of those guys was discovered to have been a poacher also. Mm, like really? a bird. Like a bird poacher. Really? Yeah. Shooting over his limit, shooting before daylight, all kinds of shit. You'll have that. Yeah. So he's in all kinds of trouble. Just a, you know, Hall of Fame shit bag. Have you been spoonbill fishing yet, Logan? You know, I have not. So I haven't been in years. I'm not claiming to be an expert, but I was actually going to ask Yancey if he wanted to go this year. I'm not sure that I'll be the one spoonbilling, but you could. Mm -hmm. I have a rig. If you, if you guys want to go, man, we need to come up with some lead. Too bad I sold all that shit. Hmm. Balls probably got everything. You know, that's what we ought to do. We ought to question Balls' manhood. We got a friend, Sir Flatulence. And if you question his manhood, you can get him to do about anything. But uh, <laughs> it's we, effective. We should question his manhood, and uh, we can go spoonbill fishing over at Chautauqua. Yeah. That is an interesting. Th Imagine the same crowd that goes to the demo derby, but they all got fishing poles. That would definitely be uh, it's pretty quite much. eventful. Yeah. You know, and my dad... He's gone now, but uh, he took me first time I went, and uh, dude, it's it's not like it was, I guess, when he was younger, or you know that shit goes. Everything's not as grand as when you were younger. You know some things, though. You know what I'm saying. But uh, anyway, uh, I said, "Well, it's uh, pretty crowded down there, Dad." He said, "You got a ten foot pole in your hand with a chunk of lead, and get in there and get to swing, and don't move out of the way." <laughs> yeah, he wasn't wrong. I got in there and started moving around, but uh, it's a workout. But when you catch one, holy shit. And mine wasn't that big. It was just 27 pounds. I mean, they pulled some monsters out of there, but uh, it's pretty neat when, Worth the fight. when your fishing pole, when your 10-foot heavy action rod is bent over like your crappie rig and you can hear the line going, you know, out through the water. It's like, oh, wow, neat. You know, it's... And then what's real bad is my dad was fishing and he snagged a monster flathead accidentally because you don't know what you're snagging. You know, mm -hmm. you get a fish on and uh, he snagged this monster flathead. And I was like, fuck yeah, you got a big old flathead. Throw it back. What? <laughs> Throw it back. Can't keep that shit. I mean, it was, I don't know. It must have been a 15, 20 pound flathead. It was a good sized flathead. Mm. And we had to throw it back, you know, whatever. When I was in school, those guys would go over to Miami somewhere. Yep, they still go over snag. there. Yeah. yeah. They say you can go down there to Miami and uh, get a tour, tour guide and uh, tour guide. <laughs> yeah, right here. This is the bar. <laughs> and right yeah. here is where my cousin in third grade, he lost his front tooth. Right. This is the Indian clinic yes. over here. Don't yeah. do the casinos. And that, that concludes our tour. <laughs> but uh, you can get a fishing guide and they'll take you up and down the river over there and catch them that way. You just troll around, I guess. I'm not sure exactly. I'm talking out of my ass. Hmm. I still want to go... Uh, Get a crappie guide this year. Go over to uh, Grand Lake and catch some big old slab crappie. And 
have a cookout. We've been threatening to do that for, I don't know, yeah. eight years. A guy I went Go to school with is a, is a guy down there. Who you got? Uh, Zach Rumpel's a guy down there. Brett Brett knows. I think Brett's actually been on one of his really? tours or maybe a couple. Well, I don't yeah. want to do anything Brett did. Uh, Brett don't like to fly. He hit me up the other day about getting uh, plain vitamins. <laughs> plain vitamins, yeah. He's like, God damn it, it's in private. Send me messages. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'd like to do that. It'd be a good time. Well, springtime's the best time to do it for crappie. It's happening right now. It's, well, I saw, who was that? Uh, God dang it. Road grader, uh, racing guy. Oh, Biddicks. Thanks, man. Jason. He had a picture the other day of a whole slew of white bass. Yeah. That's about to go down. Yeah. Uh, Logan was discussing content before we uh, oh, started recording. Got? Tell us about and, it. And uh, we were talking about... Uh, Way to go, white, Logan. The, the sand bass, the yeah. white bass getting ready to, to spawn and run. So, Have you caught any of those yet? You know, I've hooked into one, but I've never actually officially caught one. It sounds like you have an Oklahoma fishing license. I do, yes. Okay, because I don't see you coming across as a guy that's not going to have one. But anyway, how much does it cost to get an Oklahoma fishing license? What I think it? for out of state, I believe it was around 40 for the year, give or take, and I think 25 for the Kansas one. What I was getting at. Is there's several places down there. Have you been to the Dollar Hole yet? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Dollar Hole, Kimry's place down there. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you go to Lenapal, and instead of turning to go right into Lenapal, turn left, go down to where the road takes a sharp left. <laughs> then you want to turn there to Crooked Oak. <laughs> but uh, anyway, there's a place down there. I can show it to you on the map. Uh, it's called the Dollar Hole or Kimry's. And I guess it's still a dollar. They got a damn metal thing out there that somebody has blowtorched a hole out of, and you slide a dollar in, and there's probably... Have you been down there? Uh, yeah, I mean, a long time What is ago. there, a half a mile worth of riffles? Probably. So anyway, all kind of riffles. And I actually have uh, a spot to fish that I can't talk about on here. Mm. It's private. Fuck Exclusive. Fuck my backup real bad one time down there. I wasn't sure how. <laughs> What'd you do? Step off of something? No, dude. I bent over. I just got done throwing a uh, ball of worms out. My wife and kid was over frolicking in the water, you know, playing around. And I bent down to wash the uh, worm snot off my hands. Boink. I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. My wife's over there just, you know, <laughs> and I'm over here like, oh, I can't stand up straight. I stood there for a long time, and I was really concerned how I was going to get back up out of the damn river. I thought they was going to have to call the fire people to come get me. <laughs> yeah, we got a fat bastard down the river. He's going to have to have to pull his ass back up. Oh, it was a good time. <laughs> the Lidipaw Volunteer Fire Department come down. <laughs> well, this, this would have been Coffeeville. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, you need to go down there and check that out if you're into white bass. you got to cut that red meat out, but you're... Bony as fuck, though, If you uh, lure upright, you can catch two or three at a time when they're running. Yeah, I heard the crappie jigs are usually what people catch them on. They're super super fun to catch, too, because they fight pretty good for their size. It's because they're broad, I think. Yeah. So did you guys get on the uh, trout this year up at LeClaire? Ain't done that in years. No. No. Now, me and him went up there last year and just did general fishing at LeClaire, and the moss was so bad that it almost wasn't fun to, to fish, but... We had our trout stamps, but did we? I mean, I did. I guess we did. I guess we did get to Walmart, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Because you got to have a trout stamp. Trout? 
I'm not sure what that is. Trout. That's a hybrid. So anyway, you had to have a trout step to, uh, what is it? You got to have it to fish there yep. from whenever to whenever. And yeah. it's five per person. Yeah. At least that looked clear. I don't know. We didn't have to worry about that. I got a hell of a, a fishing story about uh, Roaring River that I can't tell on air. I'll tell you sometime. <laughs> but, Everybody uh, likes a good Roaring River story. <laughs> damn it. Uh, you been to Roaring River? Where would that be at? So they got two things over there. They got uh, real nice pale women that I found over there. She's in the house, <laughs> and uh, they also got uh, trout. It's a uh, it's a breeding ground for trout, and uh, yeah, they actually like actually have a hatchery there yeah. upriver. So look up Cassville, Missouri. If you're ever looking just to have a weekend trip, go over there and check it out. Take you a gal with you or whatever, and just they got a little place you can walk. And they got a cave that people go uh, scuba diving in. Mm-hmm. Where it is, some bitch is bottomless. They haven't found a bottom yet, but it's yeah. a cave system. You know, it's water is just cold as could be birds will swoop in eat whole fish it's kind of a neat deal and then you can get a trout stamp and stand right there and what's cool about it is one side of the river there's no place for anybody to stand so just nothing going on over there so you'll be standing there trying to catch these trout and a little uh groundhog or beaver or wildlife will be over there frolicking on the other side and it's it's pretty damn cool honestly down there well, he says I got to get out there. Yeah. It's a good time. It's crystal clear water, too. There's nothing more frustrating yeah. than throwing, like, a rooster tail in front of they just do a, anything. And they just they look at it, or a, a guy will be swimming towards it, and then he'll make an abrupt 90-degree turn, you know. You're an adventurous young man. You should head east and notice when the water turns clear. And it's going to turn clear just past Baxter Springs and the Neosho River. That's where the water turns clear. And there's a pretty good spot to fish over there, too. There's some riffles right below a dam. I mean, there's people fish there all the time. Yeah, I fished that spot over near uh, Chautauqua, and somebody was telling me, too, that it's a good noodling spot. I guess people go Right there, there at Chautauqua? Yeah. That's where we catch the uh, spoon. That's where you'd be catching the spoon bill. The spoon bill. bill, too, yeah. I don't know if they're noodling over there. That's the stupidest thing I think anybody could ever do. Yeah, I don't think that's something I would want to partake in, the whole noodling thing. But down in Oklahoma, a lot of them guys like to go down there and do it. Yeah, that, a lot of people would argue it's the birthplace of hand fishing. What is it know? down there? What's that town south of Oklahoma City down there on the interstate? I forget what it's called. Or are you talking about like um, what's south of Oklahoma City, like Edmond? No, or, that's north. I don't yeah. know. It's down there on the highway, probably about an hour south of Oklahoma City. I forget what the name of the town is. They had that show down there for a yeah. while yep. where them guys were sticking their hands in holes. One of those guys, I think, is actually from uh, northeast Oklahoma somewhere, really? like Copan, huh. Dewey-type area. I'm there. sorry. I'm just never doing that. Yeah. I mean, there could be a snapping turtle in that son of a bitch. Water yeah. moccasins. I think I'm more worried about the snapping turtle than the water moccasin. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they both suck, but just blindly reaching into a no a dark mud hole like that. Oh, ding! <laughs> <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, there's pretty good places to fish around here. If you can get hooked up with somebody who has a good farm pond, that's another good place, man. Because you can get some nice crappie and bass out of a farm pond mm-hmm. for sure. Got to watch out for them worms on the fins, but other than that, I mean, it ain't too bad. Yeah. Well. There's a lady north of town here. You pay her forty bucks a year, you can go fishing. That's up right. At, uh, oh, we need to, we need to go do that. Hidden lakes. Yeah, we need to go do that just oh, for a the, place uh, to go. Oh, the mobile home park. Yeah. yeah, forty bucks. It was forty bucks a year. I think it still is. Honestly, 
Well, she told us that last year. I think it was 40. Mm -hmm. What was you going to say there, Logan? You had your finger up. Well, I was going to say, um, I've always driven past there, and people have been telling me about Hidden Lakes before in the past. Um, I always assumed it was private. So you're probably seeing the private lake on the east side of the road. That is private. You can see it right from the road. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, behind the trailer parks, you drive up in there and look for the office. Or if you just go stop and sit on the dam, she'll find you. <laughs> and you give her 40 bucks, and for the rest of the year, that calendar year, you can go fishing. And a guy like you that has that uh, kayak be perfect. You can mm -hmm. go back up in there, and there's crappie back up in there. A guy like me, I'll have to sit on the bank, catch moss. But uh, they got some big-ass perch in there. That's what we ought to do. Keep some of them big-ass pound perch try them to eat those man when we were fishing at state lake last year some of those perch that we were catching they were just as big as the crappie of course that's not saying much but you know yeah. we caught some pretty good sized perch out there that we thought were crappie at first about 20 you know, until years, we got them to the bank yeah about 20 years ago they uh stocked that thing with those red ear those hybrids or whatever they were mm -hmm. yeah they stocked that i don't know if they're doing it now or not huh what else you got what else Ooh, some national topics oh national no. Ooh, look at so, that. did you guys watch the Tucker Carlson Putin interview? I saw some highlights, but recent? I haven't watched it all the way through. Yeah, like last week. Yeah, last week. Um, oh, I saw some tidbits, but yeah, I don't normally generally watch that guy. Yeah, and you know, it was kind of ironic because there's a lot of people right now who are kind of making a big deal about Tucker Carlson going over to Russia and interviewing Putin. Um, and the thing about it is, I didn't think the interview was all that great. Like, I thought it was mediocre at best. I thought Tucker could have asked some tougher questions towards Putin, but um, there's a lot of people like in the media and elected officials who are making a big deal saying it's a threat to our national security that Lord. Tucker is going over there and interviewing Putin. But hmm. to me, I think it gives both sides of the coin when it comes to the whole Russia-Ukraine conflict, you know, because w when we're sending billions of dollars to other countries, right, like to Ukraine, I think we need to hear both sides of the story, you know, and um, I think that, you know, Tucker doing that, I think it really highlights just getting all perspectives on the whole situation happening in Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. Well, obviously, bias goes into a lot of that, too. You know, the the left uh, corporate media will judge Tucker for doing that and they'll be all ticked off because it wasn't them or, you know. Uh, of course, they're gonna they're gonna have their their bias cyclical uh, reporting like they do right. using each other for sources and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But like you said, I mean, um, what would you call it? blind journalism, where you just want answers regardless, and you're not um, you know asking questions with an agenda. I did the from what I saw, Tucker didn't really go in with uh, an agenda to steer Putin any certain way, like interviews can go. He just asked him questions and let the guy roll with it. He didn't push back on him a whole lot um, from what I had seen, but uh, I'll have to watch all the way through. I've been meaning to, but I just haven't um, kind of caught me with that one. So, Yeah, I, I felt Tucker could have asked him some tougher questions, but, I mean, again, you, you look at what uh, you know President Trump did when he went to North Korea and talked to Kim Jong-un. There was a lot of people, especially on the left, who were – kind of flipping out over it, you know, like, oh, he's talking to the dictator of North Korea. Yeah. But honestly, you know, he's just having a cordial conversation, you know, trying to understand, like, hey, where are these people coming from, you know? And after that whole uh, uh, conversation with uh, Kim Jong-un, 
well, he's quit launching his rockets as much, you know? And yep. um, I just think that sometimes, like, we have to, you know, step over the enemy line to kind of, you know, talk about these issues and at least hear their side of the story and their perspective on whatever might um, well, be the conflict. Yeah, I think people forget that the uh, Democratic Party tends to be the party of war these well, days. it used to be the anti-war party. And what's funny, and I'm glad you brought that mm. up, Justin, is that nowadays it seems like, you know, the old progressive wing of the Democrat Party, right, which was the 60s and 70s, the, you know, no Vietnam War, mm-hmm. you know. We, they're in we, charge right now. They're yeah. in charge right now. Hippies. Right. They're Fucking in charge hippies. right now. Don't get me started on them hippies, <laughs> man. And it's almost like they want to continue to fund these wars, that we shouldn't be involved in. Yeah, making money. It's funny because the biggest war hawks used to be some of the people on the right, and it seems like now the people that want to fund the uh, military-industrial complex the most are those on the left. And that's not playing politics. That's it's just, just how it is. That's just the undeniable truth. Because did we were, have any active wars during Trump's time? Other than just smoking fuckers off a of tarmac in Iran, right? I mean, not we didn't have a not lot per of say, no, not large scale, but no. you know, um, it was it was so funny whenever the uh, the, the conflict, we, we no sooner got out of Afghanistan and we're pumping money into Ukraine, yep, yep. you know, and it's for, it's always pulling at the heartstrings, uh, you know, oh, well, we're sending money because go uh, look at, look at the Ukrainian people, you know, they're, the Russia's coming in and invading and they're just pulling at the heartstrings that way. And they, uh, <laughs> they don't, they don't really tell the, the whole story. If you ever watch a news organization like sky news or something out of australia mm-hmm. i mean it's it's crazy they they report on that so much more what you would think is accurately and with more information than our biased money grubbing corporate media does here yeah absolutely yeah. yeah it's funny how like over time political positions seem to change depending on the political party you mm-hmm. know you could go back even just within the last 20 years right and you look at the current day Democrat Party and you look at where they were at 20 years ago, right? Back when Bill Clinton was president. And we actually did have a balanced budget that, at that time. But now it's like spend, 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 you know, and not, you know, at least see the bigger picture that we can't just keep going to debt. Yeah. Well, the problem with that is uh, the people who claim to be fiscally conservative aren't so much either. And they'll spend us right as much Absolutely. into the hole as the other side will. Absolutely. So as of today, we got notified at work that uh, my cost of living allowance has went down. So I will lose money for the first time in I don't know when. But anyway, have you seen anything? So the consumer price index is what they go off of, mm-hmm. and they do something. They stick into a calculator, and it comes back out, blah, 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 blah. But apparently, cost of living has gone down. Have you think of anything that has price well, has th- gone down? I think this pat or maybe it was last week. Yeah, last week I believe they came out with a new uh report on that and it actually said it ticked up a little bit again. Well, mm-hmm. it didn't and where I work. So I'm, I'm getting ready to lose money. Yeah, well, the general trend is still it's come down since the coronavirus, but um with the latest report it actually did kind of it Leveled off a little bit. I think even ticked up a little bit. That's why oh, yeah. we kind of saw the stock market take a little bit of a hit this I made past up, week. I come up with three questions for guests now. If we ever have guests, I guess these three questions. Apple or Android? Android. Oh, oof. It's not starting out well for him, is it? <laughs> I don't know, man. Good Lord, man. Okay. Brown or white gravy? 
Let's go brown gravy. Hey, all right. Hey, hey there we go, yeah, man. Yeah. He's, he's saving it. He's saving it. After a story I had today about a certain place in town, I'm never eating the white gravy oh, there again. no. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, mm, no. Trump or no Trump? There's I'm going to no, go. There's gonna, no gotcha here on that one either. You know, I'm going to go no Trump on that. And reason being is, is, don't get me wrong, I think Trump did a lot of great no, things, especially right. foreign policy-wise. I think he did phenomenal on that. And economics, too. Didn't turn out that we had that nuclear war that everybody's freaking out about after all, did we? Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, when it comes to Trump, you know, so I'm a libertarian, right? Um, I don't tend Mm. to vote for... (laughs) (laughs) Justin's over there grinning at me. Um, You know, I don't tend to vote for either major political party. Um, And when it comes to Trump, again, he was great on economics. He was great on foreign policy. but But the government spending was just as bad as it is under Biden now. Yeah. I don't know, man. This government spending deal, it's gotten so stupid that I don't even know it matters anymore. You know what I mean? Does it even matter anymore? You know, I we don't... don't have a gold standard. It's really just a way of keeping track. Yeah, I, but at some point, some I think we'll have to give. I mean, we're current... Last I checked, I think we're $34 trillion in debt as a country. What did they say? Trump doubled it on his term or something like that? And I don't, I don't know if he doubled or not. Money. I know that uh, if anybody doubled it, I mean Obama definitely. Oh, he helped each one of them. Bush yeah. did it. Bush, They've man. all done it. I yeah. mean, it's since about Clinton is when it really kind of got going. Was yep. when they just really just started smoking through it. Yeah. yeah. My biggest problem with Trump is just his fucking hole, man. Just shut your mouth sometimes, bro. Gets in his own way, definitely. I mean, and the the. Spiking of the football and the beating of the chest that he would do yeah. when he would do something good. It's like, hey man, you're giving, you're pouring gasoline on a fire of people who want to go against you. If you would just let your work speak for you, they're still not going to give you a fair shake, obviously. But you give them less to talk about when you don't say stupid things on on top of doing something good. I mean, and to go along with your no Trump thing, I mean, I'll. If I had my choice, obviously, I would go no Trump, too, because, I mean, at this point, you'd think if the guy got reelected, he'd just be more of a distraction than anything else, well, and be, we would just be burning four, four more years of... He'll be off the reservation, because he'll be a lame duck. Mm-hmm. He won't be able to get anything done, yep. so he'll be executive action the fuck out of everything, and not just o- shitting all over everybody. Yeah, not only that, but just fighting, just fighting with the media the whole time, and talking all kinds of just crazy shit against his dissenters and whatnot. I mean, it would just be a huge distraction. It just wouldn't move us forward as a country in any way. I think we have a, a lot better chance, you know, moving moving forward with somebody else. But obviously you have the people that worship at the altar of Trump who your, uh, want him to come right back into office and pick up where he left off. But where is that exactly? Yeah, Shitbag central. How how we feel about Kennedy? Um, you know, I, I actually, on most of his positions, I like the guy. Uh, the only thing that I don't like about him is his position on gun control. Um, mm. I know he's a big activist on taking away people's Second Amendment, or not necessarily taking away the, the right to bear arms, but having a lot stricter gun laws in place. You know, and I'm not a big fan of that. You know, those gun law talks don't even scare me anymore because it's not going to happen. The Second Amendment is not going to go anywhere. And you know why it's not going to go anywhere? Because... Not one of them son of a bitches has the sack to really do it because they're instantly going to get voted out if 
Can you imagine a roll call on a vote to uh, repeal the Second Amendment or to create a new one to override it? It'll never happen. And the only way gun control works is if you take away every single gun. Guess what? Criminals have already got guns illegally, so it doesn't really matter. So it's not going to work. So when they start talking about gun control, I think that's just pandering to a crowd. They know it ain't going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah, at this point, it's not going to happen. It's a talking point for an agenda. It's a good campaign point for a lot of people, and it's just political grandstanding at this point. It's going to happen. And, you know, the fact that we have, I think, uh, we have like 400 million guns in this country. I think I saw, I saw it was 1.7 guns per person that we have it's here. It's not bad. In the United States. I'd yeah, like I mean, get a round number. So kind of some rookie numbers. We should get it up to like two. <laughs> two or three, maybe. I'd, yeah, I think we could do two easy. <laughs> a round saw number. A funny analogy today for gun control. It was, uh, it was, oh, a wolf has attacked a sheep and killed it. All the other sheep are going to pull their teeth because teeth are bad. But guess what? The wolf still has his teeth at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, but overall, fun. though, um, RFK, though, he, he's he got a lot of interesting points. And, you know, I, I do think he will take away a good chunk of the vote from both sides, quite frankly. Yeah, I think um, he will, too. I think he, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 10, maybe even 12%. Well, the fact that he is demonized, just kind of almost like Trump was, will push people naturally in his I mean, direction. It's got me looking at him. Mm-hmm. Why don't you want me to vote for him? You know, Ross Pro 2.0, yep. maybe. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I think it is. Yeah, have he's you, got a good chance to get in the double digits, probably. Have you uh, listened to him on any long podcast like Rogan? No, um, I've seen like little video clips here and there on like some of his uh, beliefs and stances on things. His um, uh, voice either gets better or you get used to it after about an hour. Mm-hmm. It, it, it seems to, which whatever, his voice is not that big of a deal to me at first. It's a little bit off-putting, but hey, it's a fucking disability or something. I mean, mm-hmm. what is he going to do? Give him a fucking Ricola. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, he's interesting to listen to. He also doesn't believe that Sirhan Sirhan killed his father. That's right. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he's actually, uh, I think he's advocated for Sirhan Sirhan's release. Yeah, I believe so. And uh, he's visited him several times in prison. Mm-hmm. Um he believes, actually, I think that there was a set, there was obviously a second gunman, and it was somebody within the the yeah. detail. Oh yeah, I haven't heard that um, part. I I don't remember the story for sure, but yeah, he doesn't believe that that Sirhan Sirhan was was behind it. I mean, that's that's something. Yeah, and I, and I think it kind of goes back to the bigger conversation, like when it comes to every election, every four years, you know, we're giving we're given these two choices, right? You either vote for the guy with the R next to their name or the guy with the D next to their name. Mm-hmm. And I would really like to see a lot more third parties, independents, libertarians get involved in the political process because that, you know, just because you're registered as a Republican does not mean you have to vote Republican. Just because you're registered as a Democrat does not mean you have to vote Democrat. Because I could point out figures on both sides, you know, whether it's a, in, you know, a senator, a governor, or, or um, somebody running for president, you know? They yeah. could have great ideas, but then they can have some really bad ideas too. And it's kind of, you know, that whole tribalism aspect. Yep. We're, we're so caught up in winning. Everybody wants to, oh, all, all you see if you scroll the, the YouTubes is, oh, a leftist gets owned by blah, 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 or, you know, right wing nut job gets destroyed in all caps. You know, yeah. everybody is so worried about, Winning in this political binary cancerous tribalism that you were talking about, this mindset of you're with us or against us, you know, is 
it it does um, it destroys us because it just divides us down party lines, and right. you kind of become um, I I don't know like a hostage to that uh, binary affiliation of yeah. Democrats and Republicans. There are some countries that have like seven affiliations on a ballot and anybody can win. It's all up for grabs because you don't have people that assign themselves to these boxes of oh left or right. Absolutely. But we have it so ingrained in our minds. I don't know if it must be in an American uh, condition where mm-hmm. we're like, well, no lesser of two evils, which I, I hate that. But you're still because, voting for the evil. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> you do exactly where I was going, but I, I just, we're we're so uh, dead set on straight ticket. How many people do you know that are undecided? And every time they get a panel of people together on some network, and they're like, "Oh well, we got all these undecideds." You know, not very many people are undecided. And if you say that you are, you already are kind of leaning a, a certain way just because of your implicit bias that you already have within let's, your own mind. Let's say that's a very accurate because I could say right now that I'm not sure exactly who I'm going to vote for in the general election, but I probably know who it is. Right. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and what is the deciding factor? Is there really just like one... Thing that is going to make or break you with with a, a candidate of any sort, you know. I mean, I know you said with Kennedy, it's his gun control thing, but I mean, there's probably a couple other ca- caveats, you know, sure, too. Absolutely. But um, would would that be something that would make or break it with with him, or are you going to go with the guy who is a safer bet that you know he checks all the boxes because at least that's what he's telling you, right? Right. When it comes to Trump, guy was a Democrat for decades and decades basically his whole life right and then he decides he wants to run as a republican tucker carlson was he's a lifelong democrat a lot of people don't know that up until just a few years ago this guy decided that he was going to be a republican you know why he was a i did not know that you know why he was a registered democrat because he wanted to be able to vote in the democratic primaries and he wanted to be able to basically be a i don't know a mole <laughs> and see how the other side was living oh really mm-hmm you know what I'm saying is we need to eliminate party affiliation on every race on the ballot because I think it will really get people to dig into the person and not the party. Yeah. I mean, on on the surface, that really, really does seem like a good idea. You'd really have to restructure a lot of stuff to be able to um, – I mean, and, and some people would say it's a good thing not to have those majority votes and whatnot, because that kind of goes against the idea of being a republic anyway. But obviously, we're sending those representatives there to vote, and then eventually a majority has to rule on something. Right. But, I mean, there are local races where you don't have an affiliation. Like this past election mm-hmm. on the commissioners. Oh, thanks for right. bringing that up. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. <laughs> Um, but Man. no, I do like it how like on the small <laughs> on the smaller races, right? Like on the city commissioner races, or I think uh, even the county commission races too. They mm. do not put party affiliation next to the candidate. That would be a, that would be a wrong answer, sir. And I was going to bitch about that earlier. To be a county commissioner, you have to be affiliated. They recognize three. Oh, L, R, and D. And I don't want my name next to either one of those because I don't I don't like them. And I, I don't. That's what I was I was going to say earlier. I wish we could just get rid of that shit. And if this person's pack is he and he's a good enough candidate, get a pack behind him and just just run. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, you don't need a damn nomination. This guy has enough. We could come up with a way to say you've got to get, I don't know, however many millions of fucking petitions, sign-ons, whatever. And do you even really need that many? Because what's, what's it going to hurt? How much more is it going to cost to type in this guy's name? We spend so much money now, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't like the whole party thing. Why can't I just be a fucking American and run for office? Well, right? that's where a lot of people get hung up too, because they're like, "Well, it's it's two heads of the same snake," which is not that far from yeah. the truth, right? Yeah. Because I mean, if you keep it within those two parties, and you know they're arguing Back on C-SPAN, and then they go out to lunch afterwards, and they're best friends, or they yep. go to the same parties, run the same social circles, same group. that sort of thing, scratching each other's backs. Yeah voting together whenever it's giving you, them a raise, not voting together whenever it's like, hey, this insider trading stuff that gets yeah. us rich so we you, only make $150,000 a year. So you can run as a county commissioner here and not be affiliated, affiliated with, the party, with the party, but you have to have a petition signed and so many signatures to get on the ballot. So they put a lot of blockades in yeah, place. Yeah, they, they want to make They it. basically force you to I mean, identify. I've, I've talked to political players right here in our county that have said, you know, we'd like to have our seat back. That's the kind of conversation that I think is, that's not your seat. That's our seat. Mm -hmm. And I don't like it when any party tries to claim that's our seat. No, it's not, fool. That's my seat. You know, that's your seat. It's our seat. Absolutely. And, you know. And you got to think, too, like when you're running for those seats, you're not just representing your side. You're representing everybody, all your constituents who live within that jurisdiction. Yeah. Mm. You know. Yeah. Because we we also get caught up in... um, politicians yeah they're all they're all they're looking forward to is re-election the next time if that is feasible for them mm-hmm. you know so they spend their entirety of their term looking to get elected the next time's career politician you know well and i mean that's representatives only have a two-year term mm-hmm. so basically after their first year they're instantly running again sure i mean but if you if you're in a seat that has like a four-year term i mean you're really kind of not getting anything done because i mean look at even the presidency, yeah. once somebody gets elected, the other side's already looking for their next candidate, and they're already looking to oust the guy that's in charge, and the guy that's in charge is already in like self-preservation mode to be able to stay in there for a second term. And then like we talked about earlier, if you're in your second term, you're now lame duck. You could do about whatever you want, but nobody's really going to work with you because they know they don't really have to. Well, the danger of executive privilege, too. Like yeah. you said earlier, if Trump would get back in there and... I think a lot of people would be scared of him signing just two executive decisions, you know? To a degree. And we've talked about this kind of stuff before. I can have a conversation and change my mind as I'm having it when I hear it out in the world. I don't necessarily know that it would be a bad thing to say that you could have unlimited terms as a president with the caveat of you ran for eight years, you won. Now you have to sit out for we could all work on it. You know, is it, is it one term? Is it two term? But if you're popular enough, if the people decide that they liked what you did for yeah. eight years, why not put you back in there? Absolutely. And if they, and if they think that you're starting to get too powerful and too big, or vote too, your ass out. Or too, or too old. Too fucking old. Too yeah. old. Yeah. You vote your ass back out. Yeah. I mean, that didn't start until, what, 50? It was uh, after, you know, after Roosevelt. After, after Roosevelt, yeah. Yeah, because wasn't Truman the first one that had the uh, two term? Or was it? I can't remember. It was right there within... Somewhere between Roosevelt and Truman in there. I don't know. President's Day and all just a couple of days ago. I tend to think that uh, Eisenhower was the last 
statesman, whatever, you know, the last guy that really was the president for the right reasons, maybe. It seemed like after that it came, it became really, I don't know. Who was after Roosevelt? That would have been, uh, that would have been Kennedy, right? No? Uh, no, uh, that was uh, Eisenhower, right? Eisenhower was uh, in the 50s. Damn it. Uh, used to have a big old sign right there that had all the presidents mm-hmm. in order. Damn it. Anyway, I think it was Kennedy right after that. Eisenhower and then Kennedy. I think. I can't remember. Yeah, because Nixon ran against Kennedy. Didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Ford took over for Kennedy and then didn't... Uh, didn't uh, Nixon finally get it then after uh, the guy from Texas decided not to run? Johnson. There in the... Uh, that's not right either. No, uh, Carter was after Johnson, right? No. Uh, Carter was after... Carter was in 76 to 80. Who the hell was the president in the early 70s? Jesus Christ, man. I used to be able to tell you this. What kind of beer is this, Logan? It's Yingling. <laughs> Good God, man. Anyway, well, I guess we got to wrap this up. Yeah, before we embarrass ourselves with civics too much. Hold on. I got to look that up. That's, it's really annoying me now. I need to know this. Okay, U.S. presidents. We're going to the Googles. All right, here we go. Here we go. Eisenhower, 53-61. Kennedy, 61-63. Johnson, 63-69. to 69. Nixon. Ford, Carter, Reagan, H.W., Clinton, Bush, Big Barry Dog, uh, Donald, and then uh, Foreskin is still the president. <laughs> you think he's really the president? Who? Foreskin, you think he's really the president? You think he really won the election? You know, I really can't form an opinion on that one way or the other. I can't prove it, but something in my guts. When I went to bed... I went to bed thinking the son of a bitch did it again. He did it again. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up, he had gotten beat. I was like, no. I don't. And then, then all, the, all the affidavits and all the videos, and a couple of them, I would have been like, okay, guys, he, he lost. Let's just let's let, it, let's let it go. But I just feel like there's something there. Yeah. Or it's just simply that people hated Trump enough, they voted for Biden, and they just wanted to be done with all the bullshit. Because you notice we haven't had a riot since Biden got in office. That is true, yeah. We haven't had a riot. In four years of Trump, we had nothing but shit, riots, world peace, you know? It's it's. I wonder if the rest of the world was watching us like we watched them going, look at these fuckwads. It had to have been. So I guess the question comes down to is, would you rather have world unrest or unrest within your own country? Uh, you know, it's, I think but, I, can easy, I can easily answer that in my own country because during his time was a very profitable time for this country. We had some very small spots of chaos that didn't apparently affect me or the overall economy of the country. Yeah. I don't, maybe that's a selfish thing. Well, and plus, too, some of that was all propped up by... It's bullshit, yeah. You know, certain groups and certain people, and when people do that, it just... they That's their goal is to cause chaos. It was successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's your closing statements here, Logan? Yours? 
Um, my closing statement. You don't have to have a statement. Just make, <laughs> make sure that you didn't have anything you wanted to not get out before we left. Um, I oh one one other thing too. Since we're still on, I guess kind of on national topics. Um, yeah. Did you guys follow the Nevada Republican primary? Did not. No. So, basic. I don't think Trump was on the ballot in Nevada, as far as I know. And Nikki Haley couldn't even pull over fifty percent of the popular vote. Wow, really. So basically, the option was none of the above candidates, Nikki Haley and a couple of the other people still running on the primary ticket. And the fact that the non-candidate, the none of the above choice got the popular vote, I think that speaks volume as to where the Republican uh, mm. primary candidate of choice is. Or who's, mm, who is. It's Trump. Yeah. This Saturday's uh, her home state, South Kekalaki. South Carolina, yep. So they've asked her, are you going to drop out after, you know, of course, she can't say no, because then that instantly makes her supporters at home be like, what? You know, so she'll lose votes just by doing that. So and but, she can't say yes. So, you know. Yeah, if she doesn't even, you know, get like 40% of the vote in South Carolina. It's it's over for her. Yeah, she has to have like a real really, strong yeah. showing. And then that's probably only to get consideration to be like a vice president at this point. Well, that's even if Trump and her are still on good terms. That, well, isn't that something? The way they can just shit on each other back and forth? Just shit on each other. And then, hey, you want to run vice president with mm-hmm. me? Or, you know? Well, a great example of that would be Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. You know, Ron DeSantis, or back when... Uh, that dude surprised me. I thought for sure that he was going to give him a run. Yeah, and back when DeSantis ran for uh, governor of Florida... Um, you know, Trump was all like, oh, yeah, Ron DeSantis, vote for Ron DeSantis, you know, come out and, and support him. And, well, when he ran for president, his tuner kind of changed a bit on mm-hmm. uh, on DeSantis. Yeah, I really thought since DeSantis was going to be the uh, more softly spoken, less bullshit Trump. I think, I think he work. was, but I just think he he's not very good at debating. That is probably DeSantis's weakest point is when it comes to the debates and stuff. He's not very calm and collective as somebody like Trump when it comes to answering questions and com- and addressing certain issues. He definitely tried to strike while the iron was hot, but I think it was already cooling down because he was the hero of the country whenever COVID was around yeah. because Florida, you know, didn't shut down yeah. and uh, then their numbers weren't spiking, yada, yada. And then uh, <laughs> all of that ended and suddenly... You know, he he wasn't such a, a hot, uh, hot item topic. anymore. Yeah. You uh, think we'll actually see any uh, Biden Trump debates? How I, do you how do you not have one? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say they at least need to do one. How do you not how do you not put your candidate up on a national stage and let everybody see? Look, there's a viable candidate. He's articulate. He can carry on a conversation. He's aware, even though we know that. Gonna stick something in his ass and send him out there. Mm-hmm. You know, was it give him a big shot right in the ass and send right. him out there? Right. Well, you know that those debates naturally will be catered to Biden in his oh, yeah. capacity to be able to answer the questions. Softball questions, sure. Yeah. Or uh, you know they'll be like, you have ten seconds. Yes. <laughs> response, Mr. Time. President. Can you tell us what your favorite color is? Right. <laughs> What's or your favorite ball? ice cream? My favorite color is Wednesday. <laughs> anyway. And there probably is a crayon named Wednesday. Is it crayon or crown? Uh, crayon. I'm a. I'm gonna go with crayon. 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 Yeah. I'm more of a crayon guy. Crayon. Yeah. 
Some people say crowns. Crowns. Look at some yeah. crowns over there. <laughs> All right. Well, you got three out of four. Not too bad. That Android deal. We need to talk about that after the show. <laughs> All right, folks. This is where I uh, beg for money. Hold on. We didn't announce our producers. We're going to do that again tomorrow. But we can do it again today. I'm going to give this guy a double shout out. Old Barry Morgan. Old school Barry Morgan. He carpet bombed the shit out of a donation this week. Thank you, Barry. Yes, we can now, I, can, you, Barry. I can now feed my family for 30 <laughs> minutes off of what you donated today. Appreciate it, Barry. Uh, and these are our weekly folks here. We don't always don't uh, announce like everybody that donates. That's not right. Like Barry, he dropped a big one. He doesn't donate every week, but he comes across every once in a while and he drops one on us. Thank you, Barry. These folks here have donated weekly. If you donate more than once a week, I'm going to put you on this list and say your name. Brian, J.D., Kyle, Jamie, Mark, Brian, Shelly, Thomas, Freely. We need to come up with a new name, Freely. Mm-hmm. Charles, Luke, and Karen. And we really appreciate it. And you help us do this and not have to cost us a great deal of money. We appreciate it. And you too can become a producer at WKOPodcast.com. We have... Uh, Cash App, Venmo, I prefer PayPal because, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I do pay income tax on the donations, and PayPal has the best way for me to print off tax papers. Mm. Yes, I pay taxes on all this. Over there at WKOPodcast.com, you can also buy all of the uh, things and such. Thank you for that uh, segue because I forgot. We're going to try to come up with some kind of uh, merchandise giveaway for the month uh, (laughs) month (laughs) of March. Merchandise, March merchandise giveaway. Yeah. It's, it's easier to say March merch giveaway. Probably going to do something like uh, set a certain amount of money and then say, hey, go to the website and you have this much money to spend. Anything you spend over that, that's going to be on you. But whatever, mm-hmm. we appreciate it. There's some cool shirts on there. Shirts, hats. Shirts, yeah. hats, baby onesies. Yeah. Also... You can call into the WKOP hotline you if you uh, do. <laughs> prove Justin wrong. 620-625-0146. Yeah, they won't call. They won't call Logan. <laughs> they won't. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Logan. Uh, I appreciate y'all having me on. I'm sure that we will be uh, going fishing here soon, doing something. Let's do it. Can't go tomorrow because we got to do this podcast thing again. The producers, they get kind of needy. You know, mm. they, they, they give money and they think they deserve product. So I guess we'll give it to them. Return on investment. Yeah, ROIs and all that. Yeah. All right, folks, thanks. You know what to do. Like, share, and uh, subscribe, and tell your grandma. It's her favorite podcast. <laughs>